Thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the Find Calm Here podcast. I'm Deb, creator of Find Calm Here, a consulting agency and community helping Mighty Network hosts build, launch, and grow their thriving Mighty Networks. On this podcast, I share conversations I have with Mighty Network hosts who have built, launched, and grown their own Mighty Networks. They share what's worked for them and offer resources that helps them find calm in the community building process. If you're a Mighty Network host, I'd like to invite you to join us inside the Find Calm Here community. You'll receive support, tools, and resources that I use with my clients to help you have a successful launch, grow your membership, and tackle challenges with the support of peers in a safe space that's affordable and enjoyable. We just started launching the Mighty Mondays, a monthly live tech and strategy session, and I hope you'll join us. I'm so happy to introduce today's guest, uh, Nikita Chopra. And I didn't ask you how <laughs> to say that last name. I apologize there, but um, she'll correct me. It's actually Nitika Chopra. Thank you, Nitika. Thank you so much. We had tech issues, everyone, and I'm sorry, for, but I didn't clarify. Um, she's the founder of, and I didn't ask you on this, Chronicon. Chronicon, a media and events company dedicated to elevating the lives of those living with chronic illness. She spent her life navigating her own experience with chronic illness and felt alone. Um, she's learned from her entrepreneurial journey and wanted to share that experience with other people. She's hosted her own TV talk show, over uh, 40 in-person events and hun with hundreds of guests in attendance, and has uh, created dynamic partnerships with over 150 brands in the wellness space. After 10 years in event creation, she's launched uh, Chronicon in the fall of 2019, focusing on those living with chronic illness. The event sold out, and she had over 2,000 live stream viewers. That's amazing. High-level brand sponsors, and she's been growing ever since. That brought her to building a mighty network to bring together her community in an online safe space, safe haven, actually, designed to help create real support for members. The community connects chronically ill folks for inspiration, advocacy, and empowerment from across the globe to support each other so that they can connect to a tribe who knows how they feel. Welcome to the Find Calm Here podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Um, your story is really inspiring, and I wanted you to share a little bit of the, the foundational um, start of um, this community and what got you to the point of launching something. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, as you mentioned, you know, I've been on an entrepreneur's journey for a long time now. It's been about 12 years. And um, I grew up with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. So I've had those conditions for about 30 years now. And I was sort of <clears throat> inspired to create um, a world in which chronically ill folks were seen, were celebrated, were supported and included in conversations that I find we haven't been up until this point. And obviously, we, as you mentioned, we started with a, you know, live event, which was really great, really successful. But then with the pandemic, we had to sort of really figure out like what was going to be the virtual offering that we could have for people. And I had actually thought about doing a community before, but I just didn't have the bandwidth because I'm, you know, a solo founder. Um, you know, I'm pretty much the one doing everything. So I didn't have the ability to um, have, you know, 
uh, in-person event and all the production that comes with that, along with doing this online community every single day and doing all the content and everything. So it took me, I guess, the pandemic to really be able to decide to do a community. And I'm so glad that I did. That's so amazing. Yeah, transition, right? In this last year, we've all kind of found these different ways to to move and shift and, and discover um, how to do things a little differently. So congratulations for uh, making those shifts and communities, community management, running a community, hosting a community. It's a, it's a big time commitment. So yeah. Um, tell us about like maybe why you picked the money networks and um, how that works in your community. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm a big like believer in having a very visual brand, having a brand that is beautiful. I think, especially when it comes to our health, I'm like that anyway, but especially when it comes to our health, I think it's very rare that we see a brand that's reflecting vibrance and beauty and vitality. It's usually pretty um, bland or even like a little depressing. Um, and so I saw Mighty Networks and I personally felt like it was really user-friendly. I had a friend who had used it, um, already. And so she had really great things to say about it. Um, I, I did my research before I chose it. You know, I really looked at all the different options. As I mentioned, you know, being a solo founder, I didn't have like a ton of resources to waste. So I kind of really needed to be sure that, what I picked was going to be the thing that I use. Um, and I knew that changing platforms would feel probably like a big headache down the road and stuff. So, yeah, so I, I went and looked at all the different options and Mighty Networks was just felt really beautiful. It was really great that I could customize it. Um, I loved that when you actually go into the app or, you know, into your desktop interface, like it looks like Chronicon, you know, it looks like it's just ours, even though it's, you know, owned and the product is technically a Mighty Networks product. So I really loved that. That was really important to me. Um, yeah. And I, I also have to say like the one, I think it was a one month trial that you get when you sign up initially. I don't know if they still have that, but it was when I signed up. And that really helped me because I felt like I only did that when I really thought that I wanted to use Mighty Networks, but I, I really made myself use it to the best advantage as I could. So like took my time, you know, really started to workshop some things, got a couple of like interns to join so that I could see like how do things show up, you know, and just kind of troubleshoot and play with it. Um, for that entire month before we launched. So that was really helpful too and helped me seal the deal to decide to use it. Very cool. Yeah, I think it's a, a lot of um, Mighty Network hosts love that feature of it being customizable for branding and um, the look and feel you can really, uh, you know, in, include and integrate your logos and messaging and the colors um, to make it just look like the same. Like when you're somebody's on a main website, if you have that ho like hosted on a WordPress or somewhere on a main website, and then you're bringing them into this community, that is really streamlined when you have those like commonalities. Cause then people are like, they're not going to somewhere else, but they're like, oh, this is just part of the experience. And so I think that's a creating a really great user experience from one end to the other when you're onboarding. And then you're also talking about doing some testing in the beginning and utilizing that month, that free month 
to really see what all the features are and if you're going to utilize all of those. Because I think a lot of people just like sign up for that business and then the business plan. And then, you know, they're like, oh, well, I'm going to use all the features, but then they might not use them right away. And so I think it's great to like decide. Now, did you decide that you were going to use the Mighty Networks for just a community or was it a course or is there any kind of uh, other elements to it for you? For me, it is a community it's focused on community at this point, but I did really like the fact that with the business plan, which is what I'm on, like you can grow with it, you know? And I think I felt like I forget the specific features, but again, I took time looking at like the different plans and I felt like the business plan had enough customization. And I think it was also the analytics that I really wanted um, more than anything. And so then it was, a no brainer for me. The price point was still affordable and within, you know, my budget for the month for something like this. Um, and I felt like it had enough additional tools that I was going to use, but yeah, I don't really do the courses as of yet, but it's nice to know that I can, you know, when that comes up. Yeah. Um, how many people are in your money network? Uh, how did that transition go from like starting from just like your testing phase to like, in, in, you know, onboarding and bringing in members? Yeah. So there's about 135 members now. Um, and, you know, I think that's been the most, I would say most challenging part, but I don't totally love that description. I think it's been the greatest point of growth internally for me personally, um, just with how the membership grows. Because when I was doing live events, you know, I would, I live in New York City, and I've been doing my work for a long time. So I would announce that I was doing a live event, and selling out like a 250 person event, you know, in 90 days was like not a thing for me. And, and, and not to say that to brag, it's just like where my expertise kind of, you know, clicked in, it was something really comfortable for me. I had built up over time, filling up events long enough that when I launched one, it, it usually filled up pretty fast. And that's how Chronicon sold out and all those things. So I was really assuming a different pace was going to happen with the community. I, we have, you know, between my, uh, my Instagram and Chronicon's Instagram, we have like 50,000 plus people following us. And I'm just like, okay, like, even a small, small, small percentage of that, like will be great. And I know people love what we're doing. I get feedback every day from people on Instagram, how much they love Chronicon. They love the conversations that we're having, but that, that tipping point to get someone to subscribe to a membership is very unique and very different. And I, I've now learned to really accept that and like really surrender to that in a lot of ways. But I would say there was a good chunk. It's been about just a couple of days shy of seven months since we started. And I would say there was a good, you know, four months of the seven that I was really frustrated by that. And I was really like, I felt really defeated. I felt like, what am I doing wrong? I don't understand. Like, what is this? Am I, and I never felt like I wasn't supposed to do it because being in the actual community felt amazing. And that's been something that's been very consistent throughout, but it just felt really confusing to be like, wait a second. I thought like everybody was excited about this, but then like people aren't joining as fast as I thought they would. So 
I think um, that has probably been the biggest point of growth for me personally as a founder and as a community leader, like how to understand the rhythm and flow of growth. What are the tactics that get people in? When do I need to like buckle down and just focus on the infrastructure of the community versus the outward facing, you know, growth aspect? And I also have to be kind to myself. You know, I have two chronic illnesses myself. So it's like doing all of this while navigating my health in the middle of a pandemic. It's a lot, you know, so just kind of figuring out my rhythm has been a huge part of it. Oh, thank you for sharing that so much. Um, being so vulnerable about sharing these challenges and like you're pointing out a good point. Social media can be a, can be a challenging thing because we think that there's so many people interested, 50,000 people. That's not little, that's a lot of that. You've got a really big audience. Now you built that audience for a long time, like what over 10 years, right? You've been working on all of these different aspects of your, what is now your cumulative a body of work, these experiences that you have that you bring and you share with people. And I think it's a good point to say that, you know, social media's followers, it's a lot easier to click a like button and then, you know, go on with your day than to commit to being part of a shared community where I might be, you know, asked or challenged to like participate sometimes or like share or support others with a different time commitment. And I don't know, is yours free or is it, uh, did you charge something for it? No, it's a paid community. And even that has been like a really interesting, um, you know, change, I think in terms of navigating the health space, I think there's this really, um, there's this foundation in the health conversations that are like, either you're a nonprofit and like doing that work and you're, you're being of service and that's great or your, you know, pharma or like some big bad industry that's like taking things from people who are sick. And so the thing with Chronicon is really that I've always wanted to shift the narrative around health. I want us to be included in campaigns. I want us to be included in fitness classes. I want us to see ourselves reflected all over media anything you consume, anything that you can, you know, kind of interact with on a daily basis, because almost half the population of the United States has a chronic illness. So there's over 133 million Americans that we know of that have a chronic illness right now. And that was a number the National Health Council gave us in 2019. So that was before the pandemic even happened. So I'm just like so ferociously passionate about making sure people hear us and they see us and they know that we have value and they know that we're not quote unquote, just sick people. We have so much to offer. And we also have a very unique lens in which we navigate and see the world because of our needs, because of our health challenges. But that's not to put us in a box like we should be separated and isolated from others. So I really feel it's actually important for us to invest in this conversation. I thought so much about paying, not paying, charging, not charging. And one, I think as a brown woman founder, I think it's really important for me to ask to get paid for the amount of work that I'm doing for this conversation every day, which is a a growth edge for me too, right? Like there's a part of me that wants to be like, sure, everybody come, everything's free, no problem. Um, so I had to sort of confront those parts of myself. 
And then I think also as a chronically ill community, which we don't really have yet, but we're building, um, I think it's just a really big deal for us to say, yes, we have value. Yes, we deserve to have all these beautiful conversations. Yes, we deserve to come together. And I think we should we should pay for that, you know? Oh my, so much. Yes, 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 yes. Because uh, not only is your time valuable, the resources that you're bringing together, the people that you're bringing together in this unique space that they can't get anywhere else is valuable. And so I, I love that um, you've put, you know, you've put that value on it and ask people and the people that are your biggest fans and they know they need the support of a community to help them navigate through um, life's challenges. That's, that's something that I would invest in if I needed to be in a community like that. I mean, it's just a, an amazing thing. So um, way to go for making that choice. Thank you. Yeah. So you were talking a little bit earlier about support and, um, you know, time commitment. And you were talking about like the followers that you have versus like the, how many people are joined your community. Now, were you anticipating a lot more that you were going to hire somebody to like manage this for you? Or is this something that you were really going to be really hands-on with? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I'm a pretty scrappy entrepreneur in terms of like, I don't believe in over investing in the infrastructure of your work until it's necessary. And there's a fine line between like overdoing that and doing too much on your own versus, you know, overextending yourself and sort of jumping the gun and thinking you need all these fancy bells and whistles when you really just aren't there yet. So I wouldn't say that I was anticipating, you know, when I was going to hire someone. I think, you know, when I got to maybe 300 to 500 members, I think I'll be ready to hire somebody. Um, we started these, what we're calling the groups feature in the community um, in Mighty Networks. We're calling them collectives. And so our members sort of said that they wanted to lead a little bit more and they wanted to have the opportunity to do events with each other or to have conversations and not have it be all on me, I guess, to create everything. So we just launched that a couple of weeks ago and we're interviewing different members who want to lead, co-lead collectives. Um, so that's been really great. And I think that's actually going to really support the overall growth and also the momentum in the community. But um, yeah, I think in terms of hiring a community manager, I probably will be able to continue doing what I'm doing the way that I'm doing it until I get to about three to 500 members. It's also like, this is the stuff that I love. Like I just, I happen to really, and I have to say, I would find it really hard if I didn't really love it. It's, it's a job, you know, it's not, um, yeah, it's, it's not just like slap anything up there and like, don't be thoughtful about it. Like it's something that I try to be very thoughtful about. So, but it takes, it takes all the things that I've learned. And, you know, I used to have an online magazine and I created content every day for that. That's how I started my career, my talk show career, like all these different things, doing events. I'm able to bring all of that into this one space. And so it genuinely lights me up. Like, I feel like in the darkest year of all time this past year, this community has actually been like the greatest light for me. And I wake up in the morning when things feel so disorienting and feel like, 
what is life? Like, what are we doing? We're in the, we're stuck inside and, you know, there's so much wrong in the world and so much devastation. And then I think about those who are chronically ill in the chronic community. And I'm like, oh my God, okay, this is exciting. They are amazing. I'm actually feeling like I'm helping them. Let's keep going. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of a long answer, but I, I guess that's what, what came up for me when you asked that. No. Yeah. I love it. Um, so many great things you mentioned. Um, sounds like maybe an imbat, not necessarily maybe a moderator, uh, program is what you're really building. And the thing that you said that I loved was that they asked you, like people said, they raised their hands and they said, Hey, I'd love to do this. And not creating so much before, but building with community is really what I think makes communities amazing because then they feel like they're a part of it and they want to, and you don't have to like say, well, I'll pay somebody in the beginning, especially if they really have been committed to you and have known you for a long time, they're going to be, they're going to raise their hand. They're going to say, I'm so excited. How can I support you? I would love to do this or that. And, um, offering them to have a space to like lead that that's an amazing, empowering thing. I think as they can, then they have a stage and they're able to share uh, with others and connect others. And um, it gives them a little bit without like taking it all like, it's not like them creating their own platform. It's like they're sharing the message in within your space. So it's still like your community space, but it's just a message that they're able now to connect and share with under the overall umbrella, which is really great. So yeah, I thank you. That was great. Yeah, and I have to say, like, I wasn't comfortable with this change when it first came to me, you know, and I think that's important to acknowledge. Like I I definitely am a person who didn't feel very emotionally safe navigating my own chronic illness because, you know, people in the world aren't really taught or trained how to react or respond to someone who's going through something that I went through. So I felt like very protective of my community for a very long time. And I still do to a certain extent, but, you know, I would sort of protect them and just be like, okay, we only do things this way or we do it this way or, you know, and I think, I think the foundation of that is appreciated, but I asked them in one of our sort of more casual events, I was like, is there anything that you would like to see? And you know, I asked the, for the feedback because I really want to know what they're thinking, but it's also like a little terrifying. And someone just said, you know, I just would really love to be able to talk to the members a little bit more. Like there just feels like there isn't a bridge as often as they would like to like just hang out casually on Zoom with like, you know, six other people who have like the same chronic illness she does or something. And that started the conversation around, you know, member-led events potentially and all of these things. And I was like shaking. I was like, what? Like, this is my baby. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know what's going to happen. It's like, everyone going to be okay, you know? And so it was a great, it was a great, great learning experience for me because I think that's actually been how I've been able to let go a little bit more. And I'm also doing it in this way that's, that's healthy for the community, you know, like there's an application, it's just a Google form, simple, but just to make sure that we're all on the same page, you know, in terms of our moral compass or our guidelines and things like that and how we treat others. And for now we're having a zoom call when someone applies and just seeing what's their, what's the deal. 
They want to have a Slack channel for like the collective co-leaders so that they can, you know, sort of brainstorm and connect with each other. I mean, it is, it's, it, and I, and they're all very aware that we're all building the plane while I am flying it, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and I think you're right. It's, it's exciting to them that they're getting to do that. Yeah. I love the idea of having them lead, um, but it can be certainly a, un, understandable that you would be nervous about um, letting somebody else kind of just like lead conversations, maybe, you know, without you in some instances where you wouldn't be on the call and then you wouldn't be able to guide that conversation. So I love that you're validating and making sure, you know, they, there's a form that they have to, an application that they have to do. And so there's steps involved. It's not like they can just like jump on a Zoom call and and host their own events. There's some steps involved. So that uh, shows that they actually are interested in doing the work to get to, get to doing something. They get to do it instead of like um, just wanting to show up. And then they're not as maybe committed. So it, like that's a great process. What other processes, now that we're talking about a process, what other processes have helped you? Because you, you were talking about money networks, but there's 17 other things that I'm sure that you're going, that are going on in your life. Um, so how do you navigate and kind of like balance all of these like spinning plates in the air? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is that. Um, so I'm a very visual person, and I'm a very like experiential learner. So. I need to sort of see everything mapped out. I need to have a visual for it. I think the biggest thing that helped me is when I started to use Asana um, to just, and there's so many tools you can use. I'm not like married to it has to be Asana, but I really wanted a calendar interface that I could add tasks and map out my content in. And I wanted it to be stuff that I could like add notes. I wanted it to be color coded so I could like understand what, you know, this is marketing, this is an event, this is content. Um, And that just really, really, I feel like that took things to another level because now what I'm going to do later today, you know, we're going to be in June soon and I need to start mapping out my content. I need to start saying, okay, well, we do gratitude every Monday let me pre-schedule those posts. I don't have to think about it. We do follow Fridays, you know, where everyone can share where they're doing their chronic illness advocacy or their work or something that they loved from the internet this week. Um, and so we do that every Friday. So let me just pre-schedule that. And then I just click it as done, you know, on the Asana calendar when I've put, when I've scheduled it. And so I just don't even have to think about it. And there are times when I'm like, Oh, I forgot that I even <laughs> I even scheduled that thing. This is great. I thought I was gonna have to, you know, do something like make something up today or like come up with something today. And I was like, oh, I've already got it handled. So it works especially for me because with my health and with everything that I'm doing, sometimes I have a lot of energy. And then other days I really don't have any. And so it's a really like I just want to always set myself up for success. And for me, I'm just like, okay, I know that if I look to June and like there are no events scheduled, I know what color that is in my calendar and there are no posts on like half the days, then I just spend maybe two hours on a day and start to schedule a bunch of things. And then I start to plan like, okay, what are the events that are going to be? We have workshops every single week in Chronicon um, in the community. 
So it really helps me. So that's like one major process. Now we have the Slack for our collective, uh, which I was like, oh God, are we going to have too many things? But they asked for it. So I was like, okay, it's fine. You know, let's do it. Let's try it. Uh, Maybe that's something someone will run one day too. Who knows? Um, And that's really, that's really the main thing I think. And my Google calendar, you know, I think just like putting things in, in my calendar to make sure um, like when I have an event where there's multiple speakers that are not necessarily in the community, especially I add them to a Google calendar invite. I put notes in the note section and give them a run of show, like, yeah, all that kind of stuff. But it's basically the, those tools, those processes that I use. Yeah. I, I love that you mentioned about using something. Um, Asana is a great platform. I've used that before. And talking about content calendars and planning ahead is great because then you could be out on a Tuesday having to run an errand, but your that post is already scheduled and going out there. So you don't have to worry about it, you know, getting a post out today. And I, you know, I, I think it's great because yeah, some days we, some weeks we have a lot going on and then other weeks, um, is when you can do pushing of content and putting, setting yourself up, like you're saying for success. And then that way, you know, that the weeks that you're busy, you've already like done those tasks. I like setting dates to my stuff. So I'm constantly setting dates. I use Trello a little bit and I've started to use a different program called Bonsai to um, schedule my task uh, along with marketing and um, sales and all of these different aspects and accounting. But it's great to like have that foresight. And the other thing you were talking about, and I was talking about in our community is brain dumping ideas. Like when you have a lot of ideas about like maybe content that you want to share, like brain dumping those content. Now it sounds to me like you're doing a little bit of repurposing of some past content. Are you, are you creating a lot of new content or how do you balance that? Um, it just depends. Like I have a lot of content that I'm constantly creating. So like I have a podcast called the point of pain. So every time there's a new episode, um, and I've started to do community spotlights on that podcast too, which has been really great. So every time there's a new episode, I post that to the community. So that's like one post that I'll, you know, pre-schedule. Um, and I have my Instagram. So sometimes like I'll write something, and I'll share it in the community and then I'll post it on my Instagram too, or vice versa as well. Um, and then I have a newsletter for Chronicon. So I will like for Mother's Day, for example, I wrote this, you know, really um, personal uh, newsletter about deciding not to have children because of my health and that whole journey. And um, I posted it in the community first and sort of opened up a discussion about it. And then I shared the newsletter. So it's trying to be smart about, I create a lot of content. It's something I genuinely just love. It's like air to me. It's just like a part of who I am breathing. Um, but you know, I also try to be smart about like, okay, you don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time. Like what can you share in here that, you know, you can share somewhere else that you can sort of move things forward. So I try to do that. And then when I notice some gaps in my content, if I notice, oh, there's a couple days here, I'm not sure exactly what to, what to post. Um, I might go back into my blog and, and be like, oh, this is an old blog, but it actually resonates or it makes sense for now. And I also have to say like Gina, um, the founder of Mighty Networks, I'm like her biggest fan. Um, and she talks about, I like, tell her that all the time on Twitter and in like her DMs on the community, on like the mighty hosts. Um, 
But she talked about in the community design masterclass, she talked about doing themes every month. And that was really, I I don't think I would have done that if she hadn't said that. And I actually really struggled to figure out like, what are the themes that I want to do? Um, But I, I brainstormed and talked it out with a, with a friend. And that has been really helpful because then it gives me a direction of, you know, okay, like I need to post something you know, this many times and it needs to be on this topic. So let me just like focus it in on that. So it helps. Yeah. Then it eliminates like things that you don't have to worry about. And like having a topic per month, for example, or even per quarter um, helps you get really narrowed and focused in on what content you're creating for like that time. So then you're like, okay, even if I have an idea about a different topic, I'm going to like pin it. Um, or put it on the shelf as one of my clients said, is like put it on the shelf and hold it there until like that topic comes up. So I think it helps you with just organizing your thoughts and, and ideas and strategizing a little bit. And I love your, you know, idea of, uh, I mean, that's why I love the fine calling here community is because we're generally just like back and forth, like having somebody to soundboard off of when you have these ideas, Um, sometimes it's helpful to do interviews and and ask the members, but sometimes you want to just get feedback, like on the strategy side. And that's helpful with like somebody who knows what you're going through or gets like what you're doing on the business end. And that's super helpful. So that's awesome. Um, two more questions and then we're going to wrap up. Um, first question is that, uh, mighty network feature that is your favorite. What would that be? I'm going to guess it's events, but I don't know. I do really love events. I love the way that they, they do it. Um, let's see the mighty network feature. I mean, I honestly am kind of obsessed with, with all the features. Um, I really love the multiple choice polls. Like I find that they really, because I, I usually do them around the theme for the month. So I'll say, okay, this is our theme. Where are you at with it? And I have just found, it's not so much just the feature, but it's like what it creates in the community. I've just found I've been able with some of the tips I learned from the design masterclass, like I just have really been able to create thoughtful discussion through those multiple choice polls. So I feel like it's, it's been a really powerful way for members to sort of think more deeply about where they are at with certain things contemplate it, share it, connect with others about it. Like it's been really, really interesting. I wasn't sure how it would go. You never know. And I thought, you know, they could just answer the poll and then like peace out, you know, but I kind of encourage them in the class. They taught you like to have the last one be other and like share your answers below, like something so simple, but I wouldn't have thought maybe to do that before. And I always answer everything that I post. I created a, um, an account for like the chronic con team, you know, so that I can post our content from there, but then I can go in as a member and as the founder and like actually interact with everybody and be a part of all the conversations, which I love. Um, and so I, I always comment and, and share my answer. And then it always leads to like so many powerful, thoughtful, interesting answers, um, about it. So, yeah. Polls are awesome. Loving the polls. Uh, what's something that you wish the Muddy Networks did or had? I probably, there's probably a list somewhere, but I think the thing that comes up for me the most, which is so random, but I wish that I could have a code 
to give people that would expire when it comes to like different plan options. So like, kind of like when you do an event, right? event or something, you know, when, when I used to do those, it's like, you would have your event page and people pay normally. But if you had a code, if you were a VIP or if you were a sponsor, like a, you know, sponsored application or whatever, you would get a code. And I like that better than giving them a unique link because I feel like it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's a little safer. Like I feel like giving someone that unique link, they could forward the unique link on, but you could just have the code expire and then use that same link for other codes. Do you know what I mean? Like for the mm. same thing. So I just wish that I would be able to do that instead of having to give someone a link and like, you know, just fear that they might share it with other people. Of course, you see everybody who joins your mighty network. So it's not like a huge deal, but it's just something, it's like a little thing that I think about a lot. I probably would give out codes and like different discounts or offers or like cool you know, packages or opportunities a lot more if I had that function. Yeah. To turn on and off. I like the idea of uh, not just like a discount, like, or like a, you know, code that you would put in before you would press the buy button that would make it zero or something like that. Um, But the expiration on those would be really important if you're talking about a course too, because maybe your course changes or, um, you know, you don't want people to get into that course after it starts. And so you could put the expiration date on it. You know, you have to join by June 1st and then it expires. And so that way, you know, they would have to reach out to you to, uh, to be able to join. So I think that's a great idea. Um, That sounds really cool. Something I haven't thought of. Yeah. And even just like there are times when I would love to do like a flash sale kind of thing, you know, and like we did something like that for like Memorial Day and, you know, or Labor Day last year, or actually we weren't around Labor Day last year, but like, you know, oh, I think it was like President's Day or or Black Friday. That's what it was. It was Black Friday. That makes a lot more sense. Cyber Monday, Black Friday. Um, And I was just like, you know, it was nice, but I had to create a whole new package option. I had to create a whole thing. If they could have just had the same option, but just have a code and it just expires like after Cyber Monday's over, like that would have been great. So yeah, that also goes to the point about every time you have to create a plan, um, which is, which is something that is very frustrating to myself and many other people. I know they're going to get around that eventually. So we'll figure out a a workaround soon for that, but well, thank you so much. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, Thanks for sharing all this amazing experience you've had of building your community. Good luck with continuing to grow. Uh, Let us know how we can support you and, um, thank you so much as, uh, you want to tell everybody if they're interested in listening and want to learn more about you, where can they go to do that? So Instagram is a great place to go at Nitika Chopra or at Conicon official. And our community is linked in both of our bios. If you want to check out the chroniconcommunity.com. Cool. Thank you so much. And thanks everybody for listening. I appreciate uh, anybody who is interested in learning more about the Muddy Networks, please reach out to us. You can join Muddy Network Hosts. Um, it's, it's a free, Muddy Hosts is a free uh, public space where you can like connect with um, everybody that's doing Muddy Networks in there. And Gina's in there and she's super responsive to everyone as well. So I'm excited for all the changes that are happening with Muddy Networks. And they're launching the Muddy Network uh, Expert Program soon in the month of June. So I'm going to be a part of that. And I'm looking forward to all the 
new and amazing things that this platform is going to be able to offer in the next year. So thanks again for joining. For everybody listening, hopefully you're subscribing or sharing these podcasts with other Money Network hosts that you know so that they can also be supported and find calm in building a Money Network. Until the next time, take care, find calm, and we'll see you later. Mm -hmm.